Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. The New York Times calls A Raisin in the Sun the play that changed American theater forever. In this play, Lorraine Hansberry, a pioneering female African-American playwright, covers issues of racism, discrimination, generational clashes, civil rights, and the women's movement through the divergent dreams and conflicts within three generations of the Younger family. The Younger family's heroic struggle to retain dignity in a harsh and changing world is a searing and timeless document of hope and inspiration. Raisin in the Sun is playing at the Lyric Repertory Company um, in Logan, and uh, you can uh, go and see this play um, tomorrow night, uh, 7.30. Uh, a sequel of sorts, Clyburn Park, is playing Saturday night, 7.30. Uh, there's a, another play that uh, you ought to check out, a, a reading, which the cast members, who I'll introduce here shortly, are involved in, The Great Society. Uh, that's on uh, Monday at uh, 7.30 p.m., and uh, Clyburn Park again on August 2nd, 7.30, Raisin in the Sun, 1 p.m. matinee on August 3rd. And uh, also in the uh, in in this uh, season, uh, Size Matters, uh, 1 p.m. matinee tomorrow. Um, that's a one-man play. Um, and uh, that's uh, coming up also uh, in the Repertory Theater, Murder for Two and Mamma Mia. So mm-hmm. all of that go to... Uh, Lyric Repertory Theater, uh, Google that, and you can you can get those get tickets. So we welcome in uh, cast members for Raisin in the Sun. Amanda Morris uh, is a, is an actor who uh, recently graduated from Howard University. Yes, and uh, already embarking on your career. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what part do you play? I play Benita Younger. Benita Younger. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, we'll uh, get to know your character as we go along. Kim James Bay uh, joins us. Yes. What, uh, you are on the faculty of uh, Howard University. I am. Theater faculty. And what part do you play? I play Lena Younger, okay. also known as Mama. Mama Younger, that's right. <laughs> and we have with us uh, Jeremy Keith Hunter. How you doing? Uh, good, to, good to have you with us. It's good to be here. Um, so uh, you're an actor, been involved in yeah, many I'm, things. I'm equity. Uh, I actually... I actually auditioned for Howard and got into the program. Uh, unfortunately, I just couldn't afford it. Okay, but but I'm I'm Howard at heart. Okay, so. connection right. to Howard. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And what do you play in that? I play Walter Lee. Younger. Walter Lee Younger. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so let's let's jump in. I want to talk about Clyburn Park as well and uh, Great Society. But uh, Raising the Sun is an iconic uh, play, 1957, uh, when these issues were when these issues still resonate right mm-hmm. uh, today. Uh, but still very hot uh, uh, issue. Maybe we could start with uh, Lorraine uh, Hansberry. Uh, I don't know who wants to, to tackle this. I had not been familiar with her biography. Um, just was reading up on her this morning and <laughs> sat to learn she had a, a short life. She died at 34 or something. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I think Lorraine started this play uh, wanting to address an issue that she and her family actually went through in Chicago uh, of housing discrimination. The, her father was an, an attorney, uh, and uh, or he was a businessman, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. wanted his family to have the opportunity to move into uh, a better neighborhood. He wanted people of color to have the opportunity to move into uh, better neighborhoods. Uh, at that time, discrimination housing discrimination was very prevalent Mm -hmm. and he decided to be a uh, a fighter Mm -hmm. in trying to open up opportunities for black families to move into better neighborhoods yeah now there weren't i think in the north at least there weren't were there official laws against it it was this is more practice or uh, what was the yeah well from from research from just the great just the great society um you could you you come to understand that the the laws in the north were just as just as bad as mm-hmm. they were in the south um and that and that the, the discrimination was just as rampant as as anywhere down south mm-hmm. so i think it's fair to say that during during the time in which mm-hmm. raisin takes place that they would be even more so unbelievably mm-hmm. biased and mm-hmm. and Miscued. Yeah. The result was uh, very segregated housing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, bright lines. And it was dangerous between, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that when uh, 
Lorraine's father moved them into a particular neighborhood in Chicago that they were faced with violence, rocks, mm-hmm. um, bombs, mm-hmm. bomb threats. Uh, it was not an easy life uh, trying to integrate neighborhoods at that time. And that's something that she experienced. Mm. She experienced her mother. I remember one of her stories is her mother being so frightened of staying up with a pistol in her lap yeah. in order to protect her family. Mm. Wow. Of course, these the, these themes resonate in the play as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this actual case, the, the Lorraine Hansberry's family, uh, this went to the Supreme Court. Absolutely. Yeah. And he won. Or or he won, yeah. Yes, he won. It was still difficult for the law to actually um, take place, but he did win the case. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, which is not the end of the story, obviously, right? That is right. (laughs) For all of these issues. Mm -hmm. You you might get a ruling at the Supreme Court, but then Mm -hmm. uh, the the issues still have to be battled on the the, house to house, family to family. That's right. Oh, let's jump into uh, Raising the Sun. This this came out in 1957, won uh, several awards. New York Times calls this the play that changed American uh, theater forever. Mm-hmm. W- what was what was revolutionary about this play? Uh, I think for the first time, uh, I'm going to say uh, America got a look at at a black family without any type of uh, white filter. And 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 you're able to just glimpse the hardship and the honesty of of people who are essentially the same. Um, I was talking with a castmate earlier, and uh, we were laughing about how uh, in this in this play it's really about the family, and the white person who comes in is only there for a moment because it's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people are able to identify that because it's about the family. Mm-hmm. So, Is that what you mean when, you, when we talk about white filter? It's not through white eyes. It's, it's seen yeah, through if, the eyes of this, this African-American family. Exactly. Uh, if, if, if the play had had uh, scenes that had more of Lindner and mm-hmm. more of the outside community, how they were reacting to it, it would take away the – the power that comes with this family and their struggle to get out of this poverty and out of this cycle. It shows their humanity. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. It's, it's, it's about the family. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into the characters, and the characters will kind of drive us towards some of the themes of, of the play, um, Lorraine Hansberry's family, there was an impulse there, which I'm sure she put in the, in the play. What's, what's the impulse? Why, why does the family want to move? To, to this new neighborhood, this white neighborhood. I think that for Lena, her decision of wanting to move the family is something, one, a dream that she had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a dream that she had with her husband before he had died. And um, watching her family begin to crumble in this play, I think for her and for many black families, the thing that represented success that brought families together was this thing of owning property, owning a house, bringing your family together. And that was also something that not a lot of African-American families had the privilege Mm. of um, being able to have at Mm -hmm. that time. And so for her, that was a symbol of progress. It was a symbol of grounding this family that she feels is being torn apart by what's happening in the world during Mm. that time. The younger family is renting. Are they, yeah, they're, they're in the project. They're in an apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, so this is this is about dreams. This is about family. Yeah, upward mobility. Upward mobility. Mm-hmm. So, tell us a little bit more about your uh, your character, uh, Lena or, or Mama. Well, that's really the core of her uh, drive to me is how she's going to bring her family forward. She has been uh, a wife and a mother for all of her life. And now with the absence or the death of her husband, she has been uh, pushed into a role that uh, I think is foreign or was foreign for many women. How to keep your family together, how to move it forward, Mm -hmm. um, uh, economic stability. There were many things that I think Lena is struggling with. Her daughter, watching her daughter, wanting so much for her daughter to succeed, yet at the same time to succeed in a world that, I have no idea what it's like. Hmm. 
So uh, you just heard uh, there Kim James Bay, who is uh, playing the role of, of Lena. Let's turn to Amanda hey. uh, Morris. <laughs> you're uh, t- Tell us who you're playing again. I play Benita Younger, the As daughter. You're the daughter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there are two children, right? The Benita and Walter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> and there's a rivalry. There's some arguments. There's discord. Um, so uh, tell us about Benita. Benita has some dreams. Oh, yeah. She has a lot of dreams. Um, so she's 20 years old, and she's in med school. Well, she's going to med school. Um, she wants to be a doctor. And she's a very progressive woman, I believe. I was talking to somebody last night. I said that if Benita was here today, she'd be president. She'd be running for president, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she'd win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um she is, it's almost like with the women in the play, with Ruth, who is Walter's wife, and Mama, and then there's Benita. You know, uh, Mama is still back. She's, she's, a, she's a woman of her day, and Ruth is tethering on, you know, being a woman of, you know, Mama's day and a present-day woman. And then there's Benita, who is in 1957, but living like she's probably in 2015. You know, that's her mindset. So she believes that she can do anything she sets her mind to, and she does a lot. Horseback riding, guitar playing, in school, knowing that she will be a doctor, and I might be a doctor. So she's a woman who I think a lot of people could aspire to be like as far as goal-driven, things of that sort. Mm. Let's uh, turn to uh, Jeremy Keith Hunter. Mm. So Walter, yes. and uh, we should bring forward, you mentioned uh, the, the insurance money. Yes. And so that's a driver. This, this, uh, some money from, uh, you know, um, Lena's husband has money. died, so mm-hmm. insurance money. And so here's some money. Mm-hmm. And it's a lump sum of money. Lump mm-hmm. sum of money. Mm-hmm. Family's trying to decide what to do with it, mm-hmm. right? And this brings uh, various dreams into, uh, into closer proximity, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I would say, and we talked about this too uh, uh, in the in the rehearsal room. This money is, as Walter sees it, uh, his inheritance, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, the passing on what my father has left for his son, for his son to take care of the family. Um, I don't want to give spoilers. I want everybody to come out and see the show. <laughs> That's right. But but. Uh, uh, when 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 things don't go in certain directions, it's it's a canceling of that. Um, Walter was kind of thrust into uh, uh, all of a sudden um, manhood because he had a son, um, uh, an unplanned son, um, and suddenly had to become his father. And then his father passes, so it's 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 been a a, a triumph trying to. Uh, or a, a trial trying to step into the shoes of my father. So this money is that final that final step. It is the the door to which I become the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what's Walter's what's behind Walter's dream? Uh, entrepreneurship. Okay. Uh, to be a business owner, um, hearkening back to Lorraine's own father. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I he sees the. The pragmatism, I, I like to think of, of his environment in that everybody uh, drinks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, it's it's available and it's something to do for poor people. Everybody drinks, so he he seeks to capitalize on it as many other barons in history have done before. Um, and so that money is is the fuel to this business, which will fuel other businesses which mm-hmm. will fuel our wealth yes. as a family. The family wealth, uh, upward mobility. Upward mobility, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is it fair to see the, uh, say that to pragmatism versus idealism is kind of kind of delineated in Walter versus Benita? Mm-hmm. Benita, mm-hmm. very idealistic, right? Or, or is this or is this <laughs> pragmatic? <laughs> Want to become a doctor, I, right? I mean, I, I think it's, it all depends on who comes to see the show. Mm-hmm. It all depends on your views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's I think Benita probably yeah. sees it as very pragmatic. It, mm-hmm. it is what she's going to do. Right. It is. Um, I think <laughs> right. Mama sees it as idealistic, right. but I'm, I'm with her. Yeah. I, I want her to succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, so housing obviously uh, is a, is a big theme here. Yes. Um, and there, and so Clyburn Park is the neighborhood. Correct. That, that, that family wants, wants to move to into. Move. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and this family would be the first black family. They yet, are. Or, yeah. They would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a gentleman who comes, and I don't want to give away, you know, but I think there's a gentleman who comes and, and doesn't, you know, he wants to persuade the family not to do this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Mm. Uh, he's from the, yes, the welcoming <laughs> The association, the neighborhood associations, when you asked earlier, were these laws written? Um, but no, they weren't really written, but they, but were, they were written within yeah. or enforced yes. through uh, neighborhood associations. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so it was more, it wasn't so much getting the sheriff coming in saying you can't move here, is more, uh, you know, intimidation, intimidation, I guess. Intimidation, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, threats, or, or in the case of this gentleman that played, um, a bribe. bribe bribery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll give you money if you don't yes. move in, right? Yes. No, I will say, let's not take the sheriff off the table, because that right. did happen as well. Mm-hmm. But but definitely, it was a, a myriad of different tactics mm-hmm. to prevent the integration of families. Yeah, any an means ex- necessary, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an escalation mm-hmm. yes. of efforts to right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that becomes a you know, a, a, I mean, there's some bravery here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mama Younger sees Absolutely. this as, as this is our dream, and we're 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 going to follow our dream. I'm I'm certain Lorraine saw that within her own family that yeah. uh, they know what the threat is, they know what the possibility could be, but yet. Someone is always the first one to make that step. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I grew up at a time in Virginia where segregation was still in play. We still had segregated swimming pools. Mm-hmm. And I remember as young children going to segregated pools and, you know, we would jump across the fence. It was an open fence. We would jump across the fence and the people in the pool would come and get out, get out, get out. Mm-hmm. In words, get out. Mm-hmm. Um and so we would just always provoke. And to me, that's the metaphor of what this movement is about. There's always someone who's going to take that little step to provoke, to really challenge mm-hmm. the so-called norm of the time. Yeah. Someone has to. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. has to. That's, a lo- that's somewhat surprising to me because I, I don't – I'm treading carefully here – I think of these as older times, mm-hmm. further in the past. You don't look that old to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but you and you and encaged uh, you encountered some of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about you two? Did you? I mean, you know, bring a little bit younger generation. Hmm. Um, what have your experiences been? It's, hopefully, they're. I don't know. We always hope yeah. for progress, right? right but, yeah. Um. I will say in, in, in our profession, we are very fortunate in that um, we work with a myriad of people and we work with a variety of people who all want the best for each other in the craft that we're doing. And there's a tremendous amount of love. I will say um, there are moments and there are times when I often wonder uh, what is the uh, motivation behind the uh, choices theaters make um, and why artistry, why some artistry is promoted and pushed and chosen to be put on stage and why others are not. Um, Yeah, because theater at at the end of the day is business run and at the end of the day, generally speaking, uh, the people who run those businesses are are white. So Mm -hmm. I'm always very curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you surprised uh, raising the sun out here in Utah uh, that was selected? <laughs> I, I was and I wasn't for mm-hmm. um, a raisin in the sun to be chosen to be performed here or produced here at, at Logan. Uh, there is something that makes sense. It's uh, a, in a, about an American family. That's mm-hmm. my biggest thing. Mm. I think that when we start segregating even what a play is about or what a story is about, when we say, well, that's a black story and this is a white story, we uh, unconsciously segregate Mm. our American stories. And as you said, when Lorraine wrote this story, it was recognized as a great play. And it's recognized because it's a great American story about 
the American dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's humanity across the board. That's not a color. Right. I think anybody can come see the show and see their family members, maybe even see themselves regardless of race. They'll be like, I've dealt with something like that. I understand this. Um, So it's a it's a play for the people. Uh, Definitely the family issues Mm -hmm. that anybody can can relate to. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Including the mama trying to keep her family together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the generational divide, I think especially nowadays as well we have so much uh so much open um decisions that young people make today we we live in a society where choices are so vast Mm. and as a parent watching your child make particular choices can be a little offsetting for a parent um some parents are able to handle change easily and some parents it takes them a while to understand or to accept some never do Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the journeys that mama takes throughout the play the fact that these are her children and I might not understand where their journeys are or where they're going but at the end of the play I think that that's her uh, circular movement Mm -hmm. is to finally look at her children and say, I accept you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Walter's a new parent, yeah. new-ish. Newish parent. Parent, uh, grappling with these issues, uh, you know, newly. Yeah, I think I think Walter Lee, there's, there's this wonderful monologue that Mama has at the top of the show in which she's describing Walter Lee Sr. and how he would come in and he would sit in this chair and worn and tired he would look and he would smile at his wife and you know just the the wear and tear of a man who's just been working and a family that's been working Mm -hmm. and uh, I think Walter Lee younger me as 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 a younger man saw that and became committed to not wanting Mm -hmm. that same wear and tear on me and for my son to see that on me so for me, uh, it's 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 really about giving Travis the opportunities that even I can't get to. Um, yeah, uh, as as soon as as soon as events happen, I, I springboard into into sharing, you know, uh, information with Travis because I have access finally to 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 give to him. So mm. I think it's all. I think Tra- I think Walter Lee doesn't think of himself anymore. Mm-hmm. I think he feels I, my that, shot, my door is closed. I mm-hmm. think that too is part of the American dream that every generation or every parent wants their uh, offspring, their children, to have a better opportunity than whatever mm-hmm. they had. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, regardless of how much money, whether you're the wealthiest uh, top or mm-hmm. somewhere below. You always want your children to have a better life than mm-hmm. what you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what I see. Yeah. I think that's the f- the fuel behind the business to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that you have a second child on the way yeah. coming. Spoilers. One child. Spoilers. Well, <laughs> the first child is always the yeah. one that's like, okay, we have a child and mm-hmm. kind of move through what that parenting is. But that second child, it's it's like, it changes something. Mm. It now changes the dynamic of who you are as a parent. Yeah. Mm. Um, I want to do just a couple more things about um, Raising of the Sun. We'll take a break. And then anything else you want to say about Raising the Sun, I want to move to Clyburn Park and, and Great Society. Uh, but uh, Amanda, your character yes. Benita is uh, – so Lorraine Hansberry puts in the, your two suitors – some very, some very interesting uh, themes, right, and uh, some issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about the – a couple of men that interested in Benita. You know. Okay, so, yeah, they, <laughs> um, she has two suitors, Joseph Asagai and George Murchison. Joseph Asagai, we call him Asagai. He's from Nigeria. Um, and George Murchison, he is from the other side of the tracks. He's a wealthy young black man. Um, in their hometown, very wealthy. And they're we they're both very different. 
extremely different. I don't want to say too much because I want you guys to come and see who they are and how she reacts to both of them. But she likes them maybe one more than the other. I won't say who, but for different reasons. But I do believe that Asagai is somebody who helps her find, helps her on her journey of finding self. Hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we'll, you know, yeah, we don't want to give too many spoilers. So leave, 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 come, come and see the play. Um, <laughs> let's take a break, and then when we come back, talk a little bit more about Raising the Sun. Clyburn Park is interesting. It's it's a sequel of sorts, not really a sequel, but it's, that's a, right. it's not a sequel, sequel of sorts. Um, kind of continues these themes, and that's uh, you can you can come and see that with the Lyric Repertory uh, Theater as well this uh, season. Um, so let me give you the uh, particulars. Um, Raisin in the Sun, the next uh, um, showing is on uh, uh, Friday, uh, tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Then Clyburn Park, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday. The Great Society, which we'll get into talking about, uh, that's a reading, and my guests are involved in that one as well. That's Monday, 7.30. And then Clyburn Park on August 2nd at 7.30, and Raisin in the Sun has a matinee on August 3rd, 1 p.m. Uh, the other uh, plays uh, in this repertory season are uh, Size Matters. Next showing is tomorrow, 1 p.m. And uh, our own Mary Harris is involved in stage managing that. So uh, it's a one-man play. Uh, come and see that one. Um, Mamma Mia has several showings. And Murder for Two uh, coming up as well. Let's go to uh, Lyric Theater. And uh, you can you can find that uh, that out. We're talking with Amanda Morris, uh, who's playing uh, Benita in mm-hmm. Raisin in the Sun. Uh, Kim James Bay is uh, is playing Lena or uh, Mama Younger, and um, we're also talking with Jeremy uh, Keith Hunter, who plays Walter in Raisin in the Sun. Uh, we'll have much more following this break. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Salt Lake City Weekly, a Utah news source since 1984, covering news, politics, music, and more in Salt Lake City and beyond. Available weekly at 1,800 locations across the Wasatch Front or online at cityweekly.net. This is Science by the Slice. Hot springs are windows to fluid rock interactions deep within the earth, says USU geochemist Dennis Newell. Studying the spring's chemical composition yields clues about the thermal water's origins, he says. The water may be young, having recently fallen as precipitation from the sky, or it could have been stored in underground aquifers for tens of thousands of years. Chemical analysis reveals the water's fingerprint, a history of where it came from and where it's been. This segment of Science by the Slice is brought to you by the USU College of Science, offering degree programs in mathematics and varied scientific disciplines. Details at usu.edu slash science. This is Helen Forster from E-Town. Our musical guests this week include the creative and quirky singer-songwriter Jessica Lee Mayfield and the dynamic husband and wife duo Birds of Chicago. Plus, we'll hear a heartwarming success story of an immigrant who rose above poverty to help AIDS orphans in Africa. This week in E-Town. Saturday evening at 7 on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Um, we are talking about several plays in the Lyric Repertory Theater uh, Company's and uh, Logan's uh, season. Um, just to uh, let you know, Raisin in the Sun, which we've been talking about, um, has another couple of showings. Uh, so you can you can see a Raisin in the Sun um, on Friday evening at uh, 7:30 p.m. Clyburn Park, which we'll get into talking about, is 7:30 p.m. on Saturday. Then Clyburn Park again, 7.30 on August 2nd, and uh, Raisin in the Sun on uh, uh, August 3rd, 1 p.m. matinee. Um, other uh, productions, Size Matters uh, has a 1 p.m. matinee on uh, the uh, 26th uh, tomorrow, and Great Society uh, on Monday, 7.30 p.m. Mamma Mia and Murder for Two are the other plays, and you can, you can see those as well. And we are uh, talking with... Uh, several actors who are uh, 
performing in Raisin in the Sun, Amanda Morris, who plays Benita. Yes. Um, we have <laughs> with us Jeremy uh, Keith Hunter, who's playing Walter. How you doing? In, uh, Raisin in the Sun. And uh, we have with us Kim James Bay, who is uh, playing um, Lena, or Mama Younger. So uh, thanks uh, to all of you for, for being with us. Uh, just one, one more thing on Raising the Sun, that we're talking about Clyburn Park and Great Society. Um, what, what do you think Raising the Sun means today? Does it mean something different than it did when it premiered in 1957? That's a good question. Yeah. Mm. I think because the themes... We, the same themes that were relevant then are relevant now. Um, and especially the American dream. I know for me personally, I came to America in search of the American dream. So that is something special for me. But I think that the same the same themes that were relevant then are relevant now, but just with different circumstances mm. or was, similar circumstances. Right. I would say at the end of the day, it's it's... I've always looked at it as a, a story about a family just wanting more, just wanting more for themselves and for each other. Um, and I, I think that's pretty timeless no matter what, what generation you look at it. Um, yeah. There's no way you don't you don't empathize with uh, uh, Mama or Benito or Ruth or Walter because you know it's all coming from a, a place of love, you know, and we, a, a general caring about the family. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Even Travis. Definitely. Travis has his dream and his aspirations. Mm-hmm. Travis is Walter's son. Mm-hmm. Little, little boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into Clyburn Park, um, I, I want to talk about maybe a couple of interesting things about you. So <laughs> you you made reference, Amanda, you're, uh, you came to the U.S. from Jamaica? Spanish Town, Jamaica. Big okay. up Spanish Town, Jamaica. All right. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, you're also a published playwright. I am. I am. It's actually a play about Jamaica. Um, it's called Look a Boy, Big Man. It was published with Samuel French, and it tells the story of a young man living in the States who lost um, sense of self, and his mother sends him to Jamaica to live in the rural country area with his great-grand-aunt. Aunt. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, and in this bio, it's a very brief bio, but you've, you've included... Uh, you see, you like to remind yourself every day that one, one cocoa full basket, an old yeah. Jamaican saying. What, what does that mean? One, one cocoa full basket means that success does not come overnight. Say, for instance, you have a basket and you're filling it with little cocos, right? So you're filling it one at a time, one at a time. And at first it might look empty, but eventually it will be full. And that's just like working for success. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes yeah. time. Yeah. Oh. Wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, Kim James Bay. What uh, tell tell me, uh, uh, you know, favorite role or what? Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite role is always the current role. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be this one. Um, also, because whenever you get in a play, you develop a community with the actors that you're working with, and so this is my community at this mm-hmm. point in time, especially yeah. being here in Logan. Um, this is my family. This is mm-hmm. my community. And so we bond. Mm. We uh, break bread together. Mm. We, we laugh together. Mm. Yeah, we we create a community. And so it's always the latest. It's not just about the role for me. It truly is about community. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're on the faculty, the theater faculty mm-hmm. at, Howard. at Howard University. So you're preparing next generations of of actors. Tell me about that. It's probably one of the greatest things that I do in my life. I really do get great reward from it. Especially another point about of our career is that I get to work with my former students. That's right. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Amanda, <laughs> just graduated from Howard, yeah. I did, yeah. We're in Washington, D.C. We are what's called an HBCU, which is a historical black college or university. Um, they were founded in uh, the 1860s, most of us, Howard being founded in 1867, mm-hmm. um, post-slavery. And they were formed to provide an opportunity for newly freed slaves to get an education. Howard has grown to be one of the uh, top HBCUs in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, I-, I love being there. I love nurturing students. We have some wonderful alum and community members that are still a part of who we are as Howard. It's not just about 
what's happening within the walls. It is definitely what happens as you leave the walls. Again, going back to that idea of community, which is a very African thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, um, Jeremy Keith uh, Hunter. Yeah. I'm reading on your website. You're one of the dopest artists. That's right. I will <laughs> ever meet. That's true, absolutely true. correct. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Those are facts. What are, what are Those some are of your facts? <laughs> what are some of your favorite roles? Uh, some of my favorite roles would be Lincoln in Top Dog Underdog, mm-hmm. uh, because. Uh, because of the, the the story that comes behind this the show, um, Top Dog Underdog is a two man play, um, and it's about uh, uh, it's I want to say it's about an hour to two two hours long. So it's just two people on stage just going back and forth, um, and in the production that I had, I had gotten cast in, uh, the lead actor had left the production. Um, about a week before tech. Now, in the theater world, (laughs) when tech is coming, that's when everybody buckles down. Mm -hmm. It's long hours. It's a slog. You know, it's a slow, sometimes arduous thing, but it's part of the process, right? It's putting all the pieces together. So for someone to leave (laughs) at this critical juncture (laughs) was a problem. I wish but, you guys could see his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, I wish, wish, wish we had video. This <laughs> but um, I got put in last minute as a replacement. Um, I got off book immediately, um, and that's like 130 something pages that I shoved into my head. Um, and it was one of the best productions that they had ever had, that I had ever had. Uh, I was on stage with one of my best friends. It was a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Aside from the, the chaos. It was a wonderful experience. Right, right. Um, so that one's one. Uh, uh, true in Hooded or Being Black for Dummies. Because um, it's just a fun, fun, fun show. And it was a great community that I was with at Mosaic. Um, Walter Lee, this, this go-round. Uh, I played Walter Lee before in college. Um, it was the first show that I was like, Maybe I should actually think about doing this. This mm. see if I can make some money off this. This is kind of fun. Yeah, um, so to be visiting it, visiting, visiting it again, words, visiting it again is is an honor and a privilege. And to be with my Howard family, who I've dreamed of working with, has been amazing. So mm, uh, let's wonderful. go with those three. Wonderful. Okay. Well, let's talk a bit about Clyburn Park. Um, this is a play, obviously not by Lorraine Hansberry, mm-hmm. uh, written more recently. Mm-hmm. Not a sequel, but it kind of picks up. Obviously, you know, it's uh, set in Clyburn Park, which is the neighborhood the younger family is uh, wanting to move into. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this. Now, I'm not in this show, so I'm yeah. going to give that okay. over okay. to you. Yeah. 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 But I All will right. say that what I do know yeah. mm-hmm. is that Bruce Norris was uh wanted to Ex- in, explore yeah, and, yeah yeah this idea of what happens uh to a neighborhood it's also very timely in the sense i don't know about here in utah but definitely in major cities on the east coast we're going through gentrification mm-hmm. right um i guess that's also on the west coast too i think mm-hmm. la is going through these moments mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. where neighborhoods are now being uh, flipped mm-hmm Flipping is is a big deal, and so neighborhoods are um, being challenged with mm-hmm. their identity. So I'm going to yeah. leave that. Uh, yeah. Identity is a key word, right? Yeah, in, uh, in the play and in the in these issues. It's funny uh, to go back to Bruce Norris um, after obviously being so moved by uh, *Raising in the Sun*. He wrote the piece, and he actually wrote the second act first, which deals in a very modern way because uh, uh, it was written in. 2008, 2009, um, it it brings up the conversation of gentrification in a very modern direction. And after he had written the the second act, he wrote the first act, which connects more directly to A Raisin in the Sun. Um, Yeah, it does, it raises the question of identity and what it means to, to slowly chip away at the, the the, the the culture from from the outside in and, and that's kind of the the forcing of a, the American melting pot to a certain degree 
we don't want to live apart from each other, but we live apart from each other. So it really does bring that into into focus. Yeah. What, what do you play in the? Okay, so I play a much smaller role. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Kevin in the first act, and I am uh, Lena's not not this not this <laughs> Lena not our Lena um, Lena's husband. And then in the second act, I play Al- Albert. Okay, so we're gonna flip that. Oh, okay, so we're gonna flip that. I, I believed you, Albert. Yeah. Albert in the first, Kevin in the second. Yeah, and Kevin yeah. is the husband to uh, Lena's granddaughter, grand uh, niece, grand niece, grand niece. Okay, yeah. Amanda, you in uh, Clyburn Park? Oh no, I'm. You're, you're not. Okay, <laughs> you are in Mamma Mia. Yes. So go go and see Mamma Mia as well as yes, uh, it's as a well fun as, uh, show. Come dance with us. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, it's interesting, uh, Clyburn Park. Um, so th- that first act, mm-hmm. um, there, there's a, a white family who's moving out, mm-hmm. and then someone comes to try to persuade them to stay. Mm-hmm. They don't want the black family moving in if mm-hmm. they leave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that black family, I believe, would be the that is the youngest. Who's implied mm-hmm. that's the, the youngest? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, this gentleman is trying on both sides to 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 keep this uh, housing development, uh, you know, racially pure. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. would be Lindner, Lindner, which is the mm-hmm. character who follows into Clybourne. Yes, yeah. he's yeah. our he's our threat. Mm-hmm. The threat in the Clybourne. Then the second act is it's very interesting. It, it it's it's very modern in many ways, I- including um, white couple, black couple, you know, families um, talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to trying to talk politely. Uh, and then it gets a less polite, mm. and, and these these uh, issues of you know how can we talk to each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 the in the in the in the first act, you have the description of white flight when when uh, white families would leave a community once uh, people of color came in. In the second act, you have uh, the gentrification in which the white people return to the area and financially squeeze out the the current residents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's it's beautiful and funny and also sad because you see how as as in the second act, these two groups of regular people who get along fine, who would be wonderful neighbors to each other. At the end of the day, because we can't acknowledge the the the, the harm that this is doing, um, it it becomes explosive mm-hmm. very quickly mm-hmm. because it becomes it it brings up your own inner biases and prejudices as they boil to the surface of why you're right and why I'm wrong or why I'm right. Very much wrong. like the right. conversation today in terms of politics and mm. just not being able to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, a interesting, I don't know if they actually use the word political correctness, but in Clyburn Park, especially the second act, it's mm-hmm. it's an issue that comes up. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one of the characters pushing boundaries or inadvertently at least mm-hmm. uh, getting into a joke that's, that's uh, oh, yeah. becomes explosive. <laughs> yes. And 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 then the discussion of, well, you know, we don't want to become too politically correct. But on the other Sensitivity hand. Sensitivity and what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very modern. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. continues and is even ramped up today. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I, I don't know what you what you feel in your, just in, in your lives. It's, you know, on the one hand, political correctness is, you know, can't, can't we as a society finally be sensitive mm-hmm. to each other? Mm-hmm. But you have a certain sizable portion of, of the uh, population who uh, feel, yeah, we've gone too far. we got to. In all honesty, I, I, I think we have to look at it kind of as a case-by-case basis. Uh, sometimes I think in, in the times we live in with phones and, and texting and, and the Internet and being things being what they are, I do think sometimes things get blown out of proportion mm-hmm. um, and everybody's quick to rush to something because we don't use any type of context in our in our mm-hmm. typing anymore. Oh, we yeah. go straight for the jugular. Uh, just reading the headline. Just reading the headline. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I think sometimes people are too sensitive and sometimes I think people are sensitive enough. It's really a case by case. 
you know, and you got to get the facts and Lord knows <laughs> trying to get accurate information nowadays. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Grace Society. Oh, okay. yeah. All um, right. Which is another uh, um, play. This one is is a reading. Yes. It is. Right. Uh, and I think all of you are involved in mm-hmm. in this one. Everybody so let's talk about this. Uh, before we go, um, A Raisin in the Sun, it's a classic American play. You have an opportunity to go and see it, and all three of my guests are in it. Um, so uh, tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m., A Raisin in the Sun, then Clyburn Park that we've been talking about on Saturday night, 7.30. Then next week, uh, Friday, August 2nd, Clyburn Park, 7.30 p.m., and A Raisin in the Sun, Saturday, August 3rd, 1 p.m., Matinee. Other productions include um, Size Matters. That's a one-man show, and uh, that involves, you won't see her on stage, but it involves our own Mary Hears, <laughs> who's up in the studio uh, helping everything go go uh, well. So go and support her uh, with Size Matters. That's a 1 p.m. matinee tomorrow. Um, and uh, Great Society, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Other productions, Mamma Mia. Amanda's in that one. Yes. Mamma Mia, that's uh, Tuesday at uh, one p- uh, 7.30 p.m., also a matinee uh, this coming Saturday. And uh, the other production is Murder for Two. So you can find that uh, just a Google Lyric Repertory uh, Theater. More following this break. On the next On Being, the gardener and poet Ross Gay on practicing delight and why we must cultivate joy. It is joy by which the labor that will make the life that I want possible. It it is not at all puzzling to me that joy is possible in the midst of difficulty. I'm Krista Tippett. Join us. Saturday morning at 5 on Utah Public Radio. Hey, it's Francis Lamb, and this week, it's vacation time. We talk about journeys to Thailand, the Black Sea, Haiti, France, Milwaukee, and more. Even if you don't have a boarding pass, we've got talk that will make you want to make food from those places, or at least some restaurant reservations. It's coming up on The Splendid Table from APM. Sunday morning at 11 on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. We've reached our last segment with... uh, uh, several members of the cast of A Raisin in the Sun. Um, Jeremy's also in Clyburn Park. And uh, let's see, Amanda is in Mamma Mia. And uh, all of our guests, and uh, uh, including uh, Kim James Bay, are in the play we're going to talk about briefly here at the end. And that's The Great Society. All of this is at lyricrep.usu.edu. Uh, so where you can find out information. Lyric, uh, lyricrep.usu.edu. And um, you can get uh, tickets uh, for that, um, I believe, uh, here on campus or downtown as well. Uh, Just go to uh, lyricrep.usu.edu for more information. Um, So the the Great Society, this is be a staged reading. Who wants to tell me in brief about this? Uh, Brief, he says. (laughs) Uh, We've we've got about three minutes. (laughs) Okay, so essentially we're looking at uh, Lyndon, Lyndon Baines Johnson, uh-huh. LBJ, um, and we're looking at his administration from when he gets in the office to when he when he leaves. Um, civil rights. It's basically at that uh, pinnacle moment yes. of between he and Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement, yes. the Voter uh, Registration Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnam. So, and, and Vietnam, Vietnam yeah. is now mm-hmm. beginning to enter the picture as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so it's uh, um, and that's a staged reading. That's on Monday at uh, seven thirty. Yeah, is it not Tuesday? It's I think it's, oh, it's Tuesday. Tu- sorry, Tuesday. Yeah, every Tuesday. Tuesday, I got I got that wrong. So Tuesday mm-hmm. at uh, seven thirty p.m. Um, so uh, as I mentioned, just about three minutes left. Maybe just uh, I'll just go around and uh, just tell me about your experience uh, here in Logan. Anything you'd like to say at the end here? I, I've had a King great James time. Mm-hmm. It's it's really a surprise. I had no idea what to expect coming to Utah. Mm. It's one of those states where it's like Utah, hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, for East Coast girl. Mm. <laughs> and so coming here, I think that um, it has done what I think every American ought to do, mm. is that is experience a new culture mm. and, a, and a new place. Mm. And it can also take away some uh, previous cons- 
preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. And so it's been wonderful for me. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. Amanda Morris. Yeah. So I've liked it so far. I think it's so beautiful. Um, it's gorgeous here and the air is so pure. It's it's the place where I think people should go if they want to unwind mm. and they want to disconnect for a bit and just focus on themselves. I've been able to do that a lot since I've been here, um, just to take time for me to journal and just to figure out my next step because I live in New York and you, it's hard to do that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just went to New York for the first time early mm-hmm. in the year and I... I, I can I hear you there. <laughs> it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it, but it's a different pace. Uh, but, but it's, a different different pace. pace. Yeah. it's a different pace. It's a different pace. It's a different pace. Um, well, Jeremy uh, Keith Hunter, uh, I would say uh, I'm from a, a small backwoods town that's quiet, and this is like being at home for me. Uh, only okay, and I've never really seen like mountains before except like in pictures. So. <laughs> So this has been like a bug out because when I first got here, there was snow on the mountains yeah. and now there's no snow on the mountains and yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. So, but um, it's like being at home, everything, you, you have to walk everywhere because uh-huh. everything's spread out. Um, yeah, this is nice. This is, it's, it's like being. The a, mountains do go through a transition. They, they do. They have gone through a transition. They go, they went through a whole thing. transition. It's, it's nice. It's been very nice being here. Yeah. I went hiking for the first time and that was pretty fun. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Hopefully you'll be able to do, do more. Oh yeah. While, while you're here. Well, we've been talking with Amanda Morris, uh, who is in a Raising the Sun, Mamma Mia. Yes. Uh, and Mamma Mia. And Great Society. And, and Great Society. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, Kim Jays Bay is uh, in Raisin in the Sun. And Great Society. And Great Society. Thank you so much. And uh, Jeremy Keith Hunter is in uh, Raisin, Raisin in, in the, the Sun. Sun. And Clyburn Park. And Great Society. And Great Society. All right. So let me tell you once again uh, about uh, those. Um, and, and by the way, uh, you can go to lyricrep.usu.edu and get your tickets there. The uh, productions uh, where you can is go go and see Size Matters tomorrow at the 1 p.m. matinee. Our own Mary Harris is uh, up in the booth for that one. It's a one-man play, very interesting play. Mm-hmm. Um, then Raisin in the Sun tomorrow evening at 7.30. Um, 1 p.m. matinee of Mamma Mia on Saturday. Clyburn Park, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday. Great Society Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Mamma Mia again, 7.30 on Wednesday, I think it is. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, then Murder for mm-hmm. Two the next day. Then uh, Friday, next Friday, Clyburn Park, 7.30 p.m. Uh, matinee on Saturday, Raisin in the Sun, Murder for Two, closes the season, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday. All that information at lyricrep.usu.edu. Thanks, everyone, for coming in. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, thank Logan. You. And thanks for listening to Access Utah. <laughs> This is Utah Public Radio, a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences, KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSU-FM Logan, and also heard at upr.org. Utah Public Radio would like to thank Community Nursing Services for becoming one of our newest sponsors. For more information on how you can become a sponsor, email debbie.andrew at usu.edu. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to download our UPR app so you can listen anywhere.